Hey everybody, this is JP from the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast, and we're releasing this episode as a bonus because it we were just kind of fooling around, and it was actually our very first recording as a duo, and it is being a jerk is awesome. And we get into talking about how being a jerk in disc golf may or may not be something cool. So hope you enjoy it. This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. This is Shane. And I'm JP. And tonight we're going to talk about why being a jerk is awesome in disc golf. Or life. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Yeah. What? What about Brody what? Smith? Uh, well, I think sometimes jerk. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes more often. I, I find him to be a bit annoying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, being a jerk, does it bring good and bad, or is it all bad? I think people like the jerk sometimes. I like the jerk. I'm a huge fan. I don't mind him. You know, from time to time, I, he brings up good, good points about disc golf, about sports in general. Um, you know, I. Uh, I'll see things he puts out there, like today, for instance, the he tweeted out um, a stadium with a forest in the middle for a <laughs> world championship idea. Yes, and I look at that and I I see the intention of him just trying to get the banter going about filling a stadium, having all these people, but yeah. the whole idea of of the Hunger Games? Yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> flying discs at everybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Pitting them against each other. Well, maybe he'll be tribute. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I agree. Like I think he, he pushes buttons intentionally, and I think it's good. I think it's awesome because disc golf is such a buddy sport that we don't get a lot of that. And... You think about people like Brody Smith. I mean, even his counterpart, Hunter. I love the stuff that they do because they're always pushing buttons. They're always challenging. They're always pissing people off. And it makes people think. Um, and it starts bandwagons. It starts movements. It starts, I mean, I love it. I mean, Nicola Castro is another name we throw out there. Absolutely. Um, point him out as a jerk, but... You know, we have two awesome stories. I'll tell you one because the other one's too embarrassing for me to tell. <laughs> and it involves a bathroom. Um, so we'll leave it there. But, um, well, you were there, DD, DDL. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So, yeah. So basically what happened is I was there with uh, a buddy of ours, Jordan Z- Zachuk, and we had different tea, tea times. I was playing at a different course and he was playing at a different course. And so I dropped him off in Emporia in the middle of town <laughs> and I went to, uh, I went to go play my round. So what you're saying is you're the jerk because you drop. Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan said I could do it. Yeah. So okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not saying it. We, we, we had to carpool. <laughs> and so I, I, uh, go play my round, come back in town and, uh, he was playing Jones gold at the time. And so I end up parking the car and going back and, uh, watch, watching him finish his round 
And at the end of the day, he's like, you'll never believe what happened to me. I was like, okay, yeah. It's like, I was walking by Emporia State University and I was on my way to Jones Gold and this van pulls up next to me and it's Nico. And he's like, hey, buddy, like, you need a ride? And from what Jordan tells me, he was already running late to, like, get to his tea time at mm-hmm. Country Club because they were playing there. But super cool of him to stop and just offer. Like, Jordan didn't take him off on it. Mm-hmm. He had his cart. He was just rolling down the rolling down the street. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like, a contradictory, um, you know, story. Well, yeah. Like, it, people it, think, like, think of how he is. But, like, you see him you know, on uh, social media from here and there. And, like, he generally is, like, a, a decent guy. But, like, the competitiveness Absolutely. in him, like, what you see on the disc golf course, like, his attitude, the way he comes across, like, that's very jerkish. Or Right. Yeah. Is it or is it gamesmanship? Uh, yeah. I, like, it's like he, he's, hy- he's trying to hype himself up from time to time, or he's mm-hmm. like really hard on himself. Right. And right. so he, he's trying to make a, I don't know if he's trying to make a spectacle, like he wants that attention. I mean, you think of people that are absolute animals in any sport, um, dominators, the goats, there are mental games. So I, I, I'm a huge Larry Bird fan. Um, familiar with Larry Bird. Oh yeah. Jordan, you know, over the stadium, off the bleachers, you know, all those McDonald's commercials. But from what I understand, Larry Bird was an absolute savage on the court. And the reason why he was is because of his mental game in his mouth. He was constantly, I mean, he'd be like, this is what we're going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you look stupid. I don't know exactly how what he said, but you can go on YouTube and look up any videos. And the way that I look at Nico or Brody or any of those controversial personalities that we have in our sport, I see them as being that I see them being that Larry bird where they're looking at that putt and saying, I'm taking my time with this putt, Nico, we have a rule that's going to stop that now, but yep. okay. I heard that bird. I'm stopping. I think you brought this up earlier. Is that just to play games with the minds of the competitors? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I see it. Like, he's taking all the time that he needs Mm -hmm. right like that's that's within the rules Mm -hmm. like obviously with the new rules you're not allowed to reset unless it's i've i don't remember the what the actual rule is but like you're you can only take your 30 seconds but it's i feel like it's to take the attention you know off of what other people are doing sometimes and put it on him and like have them focus like oh man this guy's taking forever right you know, like I'm waiting to sink my birdie putter, you know, my eagle or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And like, I got to sit here and watch this guy take all the time in the world. Right. Well, he's icing somebody. the pitcher. Yes. He's yeah. icing the pitcher. Yeah. That's exactly what it, I see it as. I don't know if it's intentional, but I feel that that is what is happening because you think about it and that is exactly what people are always talking about. And I don't remember who the player was where uh, Drew Gibson was it Rathbun. Uh, no, no. Gannonburg. Um, Gannonburg, yeah. So Drew Gibson said something to Gannonburg, and Drew Gibson's getting a bunch of heat about it for Gannonburg taking all that time. And, you know, Drew Gibson did what he was supposed to do, but Gannonburg takes his time because it's his game, it's his sport. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He's right. very selfish in his game and in a good way, not in a bad way. And I see that as what Nico is too. Nico plays his game, and he doesn't give a dang what anybody else thinks about him. 
Right. So, and the thing I like about Brody and Nico, the reason we bring up, I bring up those two personalities is Brody doesn't do it on the court or, you know, on the um, course. He does it off the course. He's yes. constantly questioning. And like him or not, he has a following that speaks and helps make change in the sport. And that's why I think when I think about Nico and uh, Brody, those two people are labeled as jerks. But that's a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I see that. It, the thing, when, when Brody talks, and it does come off a bit arrogant or cocky, mm-hmm. But yeah, it is to push the sport. Like he's genuinely trying to think, okay, these are things that the sport needs, what the sport can have. We got to push our way into getting that. Mm -hmm. And maybe people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like maybe, you know, whoever's in charge of uh, marketing or, you know, getting more um, purse money to the players mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how do we do that how do we go about it's got to be addressed and the only way we're going to do it is if you talk about it and you know push push buttons push make people feel a certain way right and, and you know you use the word arrogant or cocky talking about brody and what he says and how he talks is it confidence you know because brody may not have done it in disc golf but brody has two million followers two oh, channels yeah well i think total of about four million followers two channels he has endorsement deals that keep him living and he only made eight thousand dollars on tour last year well maybe nine or something like that yeah and yeah yeah and he got injured and and he's still living a pretty darn good life i mean bought a house and he's talking about buying a g-wagon today (laughs) (laughs) so you think about that type of stuff i mean he's doing well so what he knows that may come off as arrogance or cockiness might just be intelligence and experience you know yeah, you can chuck it up to that yeah 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 absolutely because I mean, we have a we have a good friend of ours that does not like him you've been on some of the text chains yeah absolutely <laughs> and and i think i love pushing the fact that he is my favorite person in the world <laughs> and he's not he's high up there but i love pushing the fact that i really like brody because it bothers him so much oh absolutely yeah <laughs> so your funny story mm-hmm you know, he's he's in our text group. He's like, "Hey guys, I, I bought golf clubs the other day," mm-hmm. and we're like, "Okay," oh. I, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, "You're Brody Smith. I'm like, yeah. you like disc golf? <laughs> you golf? Yeah. Like, you're turning into him. You're opinionated yeah. on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and they parallel each other so much, and you know, and this is a compliment because." I love that personality because I love the fact that someone can say exactly what they're thinking and not be bashful about it. Like I just, I appreciate that more than anything. I would much rather have someone come up to me and say, you suck rather than being like, you're the best person in the world and walk around and tell yeah, different stories behind, behind my back. Yeah. And I think Brody Smith, Nicola Castro, those are the guys that are awesome because of that. I mean, I, I think they're great for the sport. I wish we had more of them. And I don't know, like, Anybody that says Brody Smith isn't doing good for the sport of disc golf, or Nico LaCastro for that matter, but Brody Smith specifically, they're lying to themselves, <laughs> and they're and they're lying to everybody around them. Yeah. Um, so like, okay, so here's another uh, instance. So like, what do you make of like Cat and Page 
when they're competitive with each other? Is that competitive juices flowing? Is that being a jerk? Is that just being assertive? I, you know, I think it has, <laughs> I don't want to speak on women's dynamics because um, it's hard. So I was a residence hall coordinator at a university and I had freshman women um, and it is a, a different animal. Don't take that offensively. It's just a different animal dealing with men and women. So what I learned in that is that women take a lot. They're much more competitive with one another, believe it or not. And I think with Kat and Paige, those two are so competitive with one another that I think it just gets away from them on the course every once in a while. And that's completely fine Mm -hmm. because it comes out as catty because that's what the term is when men do it i think it's you know like um like what would you call it like he's a killer he's a you know i think i've used the words for well well and even like i use it for larry bird like larry bird michael jordan used to go back and forth with each other and that was awesome competition that was that type of stuff but when cat and page do it like oh they're just being catty you know or like the famous gbo or ddo moment where courtesy violation when I don't remember which one threw their mini and then the next hole there was another courtesy violation yep. maybe there was a little emotion in that one but I think it's just because they're super competitive neither one wanted to lose you know yeah. and that's the way it comes out so but I like it because it made people talk it made people think um, I didn't have any issues with it I talked about it <laughs> you know and I I have my opinions about both of them, and I'll hold them for later. Um, and I don't think that changed my opinion about them either way. No. Like, either one of them. No. They both have very domineering personalities, like, on the on the, on the the course. Oh, absolutely. And well, because they're good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you right back, so. back it up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't see any, any... And very rarely do you ever see them like completely lose it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so oh I, yeah. I think i don't know if i've ever seen anything on the course inappropriate out of those two or what he would even questionably inappropriate out of those two whereas you know you a name we just talked about with nico like questionable stuff that's happened uh, eagle mcmahon questionable stuff that's yeah. happened like we get into those um, but with the ladies, those two, I think they're, I think they're sportsmen. You know, I think they're, they're gamesmen. They're, they're wanting to play the system or play the sport to the best of their abilities. And that emotion just takes them over, you know, just like anybody. Absolutely. But yeah, it doesn't paint a bad picture in my mind either way for either of those two. Fair enough. Yeah. So we were talking before we got in here as well that um, we were just talking about uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh-huh. and, uh, and Kepka and, yeah. and their rivalry. I don't, like there's a genuinely like passion to like not like each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if they've ever come off as like total jerks. I, I keep thinking it keeps rolling back in the back of my mind. The um, when I forgot who it was, if, uh, DeChambeau walked behind Kepka or whoever it was oh, during like, the during meeting, the, during the, the guy the, rolled his eyes. Yeah. yeah exactly. It was Kepka rolled his eyes yes. at DeChambeau. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then they go on, I think, and they ended up, uh, they're going to be partnered 
and David yeah. Scott together. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I keep thinking how awesome it would be to have more rivalries like that in, in disc golf. Like, we we know it's a very buddy-buddy, very friendly, because, like, this, this sport's so small mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, like, we rely on our community, you know, to lift us up, to, you know, yeah. we generally care about what goes on. But, man, to have, you know a rivalry like that or like a Packers Bears rivalry yeah. in disc golf. Like yes. We, oh, I generally, I really want to see that happen. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I love that. And I think, I think their rivalry, when we talk about Shambo and um, Kepka. Kepka, I think their rivalry now is maybe a bit scripted. I think in the beginning it was true. I think now it's, it's, it's a media ploy, but I don't care. It works. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. And now that they're playing on the same card as partners, I think it's going to be awesome. They're going to get so many views. Um, no <laughs> views. They're, they're going <laughs> to... Their ratings are going to be great. Let's yeah. talk the right yeah. terms here. Um, and I think in disc golf, that would be awesome. And, you know, we talk about the buddy-buddy system or the buddy system that we have in disc golf that everybody's so buddy-buddy. Um, I don't mind that. I think that's great. And I, I think it's it's needed because it is such a close-knit, small, as much as disc golf has blown up and given us the ability to do what we're doing right now yep. um, and have a store and actually make money from doing disc golf um, in any shape or form, that buddy system is going to have to collapse at one point or another. I think, I think there's going to be silos of it, and I think that's appropriate. But you're going to have to have that competition to really bring light. And I don't know if it has to be true vindictive, you know, like I'm angry. We're going to try to break you down. I think it's going to be something that is going to be a little more. um, We have our group of individuals, our fan pods or whatever it is that you would call it that then you're going to have those rivalries between those two. And I think that's going to be awesome when it starts happening. Um, I don't know if it's happening yet, though. I don't know if it is either. Like, the closest we get, you know, is, you know, final day, you know, having Ricky and Paul mm-hmm. on a card together, you know, when it's close. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's, like, they're they're competitive. Like, they know each other's games well. They've played against each other a long time. But it's like, whereas, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing, like, to you know you go home and you know they don't have anything bad to say to each other you know after an interview or like oh you know he played well this that that it's like i came to crush up or like you yeah, know like, exactly exactly you know well it's the it's the michael jordan mentality the killer instinct that killer instinct i love that about i think him. paul has that though paul Agreed. has killer Agreed. instinct totally and do I, you think ricky does he he does but he wants to be nice Right, right, right. Yeah, I think he, and, and so like I, I like, I like Ricky more than Paul. Like okay. I, I do. Well, I'm a um, Paul fanboy, so yeah, so, we're at odds here already. <laughs> <laughs> and his personality, um, I think, compared to Paul's, is a little more likable. Not like you know, Paul has his pocket of fans, just like mm-hmm. anybody else, mm-hmm. like any other disc golfer, and I think that but you'll i don't think you'll ever see those their fan fan bases really get on each other either because at no. the end of the day everybody's trying to push disc golf to new heights and right uh push it towards right never been before um but yeah to have a to have a 
just uh, headbutting rivalry. I, and who is that going to be? And, and I, I guarantee you, Brody's going to be part of it <laughs> in one way, shape, or form. If middleman, yeah, stir it up. Well, no, see, or, I think I, mark it down. This is the first time we're talking on yeah. a podcast that Brody Smith will be a top ten player next year, twenty twenty two. Hot take. Hot hmm? take. Hmm? He will be because homeboy's oh, an athlete. Yeah. Um, he knows a disc. Yep. He puts in the time. His rating, he had the highest rating adjusted. Right. Uh, this year going yep. up, you know, he probably would have placed higher on uh, final standings if he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's technically smart as in technique of, he is also, um, What's the best thing to a gamesman? I think I've used that a couple times this episode. <laughs> Maybe I'm using it inappropriately, but he knows the sport and he knows how to play the sport and he knows what he needs to focus on to make strokes matter. And I think that comes from his golf background. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just a student of sports and any sport he's in, he dives into completely. Right. I don't know if you have that in anyone else. I really don't think there is. I mean, even Paul, but Paul is, this is his thing. Ricky, this is his thing. Yeah. Brody. I mean, he's been at the top level of ultimate. He's been, I mean, he excelled very quickly in golf. Yep. Scratch. Yeah. Well, basically went to scratch. I mean, that's, that's hard. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, that's awesome. And like, Talking like their thing with Hunter and him to go Hunter get down to a hundred and Hunter's so confident about it. Like I think he's overconfident. (laughs) You know, it's hard (laughs) to get that low to break a hundred. Yeah. Um and I don't I don't know. I just I have so much confidence in him and his game and what he does that I I see him top ten, twenty twenty two. Pro tour. Yeah. Right. I think so. I'm wondering, I think he wouldn't admit it, but when you dive that deep into something, where's the burnout? Where's the flame out? Where do you lose the, not that he would ever lose interest, but mm-hmm. like you just fatigue, mental right. fatigue, physical fatigue. Right. Um, you know, like you, you can only play so many rounds before your body breaks down. You can only, right. you, you, your mind can only take so much, but you train it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you get mentally tough. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, that's why you take off weeks. You know, you, you reach that point and Yeah. But he's yeah. He went to Hawaii. He's yeah. been playing golf. Um, you know, he's he's he has done well enough in his life and earned his way to make these non traditional disc golf life possible. You know, for someone to go out in a van and travel and grind, that's a burnout. I mean, you talk like uh Valerie Jenkins. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, Nate Doss's wife, Valerie Jenkins. Yeah. Um, you talk about her, like she's done. She will never play disc golf again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like she like she loves the sport, she loves what she does for it, but she's done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because she's burnt out. Because she lived the van life. Yeah. She lived the disc golf life. And that's a hard life. It is a hard life. Like I couldn't do it. I love disc golf. I've been playing for twenty years. <laughs> There's no way I would do it. Brody Smith has a whole different level because he's got money he's got connections he's got experience he's markets itself i mean for the most part i don't know if he has someone behind it but he's a business genius yep well disc golf business genius (laughs) um and 
it's nice to see that because he can approach it much differently. So I think his burnout is a lot further out than what sure. someone and, else's would be. And he's so new to the sport. Right. Yeah. Right. But does he have shiny object syndrome? That's the only issue that I see. Yeah. Because he went from ultimate and he had a good career in ultimate. He was long. I mean, right. UF. Then he went into the, um, whatever the professional league of ultimate yeah. is. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. U, UAL or something like that. Something like that. And then went professional, had his knee issues, did all that. And then he went into golf and he had a short stint at golf and his, his very good reasons of why he quit golf because it's very hard. It's very expensive. And to be into that top tier, to actually make the money, to make it practical, it was near impossible for him. Mm -hmm. So he made the switch to disc golf. That was his next transition. Is he going to make a switch again? Who knows? That's the only thing that I'm not. That, that's what I'm curious about too is, so you're saying top 10. Mm -hmm. If like he has the drive, mm -hmm. but at some point, if you're not cashing, like he's still got, you know, he's still got sponsorship. Oh, right, right, right. And maybe it's more about, you know, getting podium finishes or whatever. But like, if that doesn't come, you know, for some players, like that's hard. Like you're out on the road grinding. You, you don't have the sponsorship backing like he does. Um, you know, you're not, you're not, you're living week to week. Right. Like, will he have that? Like, I don't know if he'll ever have that feeling of like, not, not, you know, not like having to worry about living van life, like week to week, wondering if he's going to eat, wondering if he's going to uh, be able to, you know, to like, make it oh you yeah know, stuff. i was you gonna know. have enough money for gas to get to the yeah. next tournament yeah but no i and i don't think he will um no he won't i mean I, no yeah he won't. No, no, no. but does that make a killer does that constitute top 10 like i don't know if those are factors that contribute to being top 10 no but it makes you hungry it makes you right yeah right yeah yeah i mean yeah but do you do you have to suffer to be hungry no I don't think you have to suffer. Like you just have to want it more than somebody else wants it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's like, like a bear chasing. You just have to be faster than the yeah. guy, <laughs> the slowest guy in the group. Right. Exactly. But you know, in that, in that, I would say, I don't know. I, I mean, he, he's a competitor. You look at the stuff that he does through his year. So fanboy talking, I've been, a, I've, I've been following him forever because it was a university of Florida thing. Mm -hmm. Um, my, Girlfriend in high school went to University of Florida for summer. Um, they call it summer session. It's okay. like a prep before school. Yep. And I was up there all the time. So I fell in love with UF there. Then a couple years later, he entered. And that was when I was in college. We were watching YouTube videos and all that stuff. And he was like, no, I was out of college. Excuse me. I was actually a professional when he entered college. So I was working as a professional in college. And I started watching his videos. So... I, I've been a bandwagoner. I'm not a bandwagoner. I was kind of one of the OGs of w watching him do his trick shots off of the complexes that I was remembering in college, you know, from my visiting my girlfriend so many times. And, and it's, it's always been in my eyes, that killer instinct. I want to win competitive. It's always been there for him. So I don't see how, I, I just don't, yeah, I just, I don't see that it wouldn't be the desire and the want there. But when you're on easy street, cause he made it now, maybe, maybe it's valid, but I'm hoping that no, because I've seen him progress through what he's done, you know, from the, 
the kid living in, you know, uh, a university of uh, UF residence hall to what he's doing now. And that's awesome. Like, it's great. But I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. We'll see. I still hold the top 10, though. Yeah. All right. We'll, 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 uh, we'll see how that goes yeah. at the end of towards as the, as the tour and season rolls on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, so being a jerk is awesome. I guess, you know, when we look at what the sport is, how the sport has progressed and where it's at now, I think being a jerk is awesome for the sport. So I guess for all that, just from Shane, I want to say keep subpar. And this is JP, and we'll catch you later. See ya.